Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, you have just touched down to the number one national football recruiting blog station in the world. I am your host, Dr. B, and I'm here to introduce the dynamic recruiting agency that will assist your athlete in being recruited to a beneficial college or university. Known as the I'm in the rough football recruiting. Now, let's talk football, baby. Based in Southern Florida, Diamond in the Rough Football Recruiting seeks to provide an honest evaluation of each athlete's ability, a partnership in your son's future. Our priority is to get your son to the next level. CEO and professional recruiting advisor Robert Jensen recognizes the importance of exposure for qualified student athletes based on his personal knowledge of the recruiting industry. Diamond in the Rough has been assisting athletes since 2004 to get to the next level of playing college football while attending to their academic career. Due to Mr. Jensen's business expertise and commitment, Diamond in the Rough has become a national recruiting network. This is a personal and comprehensive program, a partnership that focuses on the evaluation, advisement, and promotion for every athlete to produce in NCAA football. To contact Diamond in the Rough Football Recruiting, please dial 866-259-8271 or view them on the web at www.ditrfr.com And that is Diamond in the Rough Football Recruiting. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to October 18th, um, show number one for the fall. I'm Coach D, also known as Robert Denson. Welcome to another great show that we have lined up for you tonight. So let's go ahead and get this show started. We're asking you for your support uh, to the station and mission and course of education, education and nation in regards to the football recruiting process on the Diamond Show. Any size donation would be greatly appreciated. Please text us at 561-714-0816. And use the word donation or visit our website at www.ditrfr.com to find out more about the services that we offer and make a donation. Please make sure you have registered for the Eligibility Center by going to www.eligibilitycenter.org. You seniors, in order to take any official visits, you must be registered with the Eligibility Center. Also, make sure you're preparing yourself for either the upcoming SAT or ACT test. You should be using uh, either, um, when you register, make sure that you remember to list 9999 for your scores to be sent directly to the NCAA Eligibility Center and 9876 for your scores to be sent to the NAIA Eligibility Center. Once again, Please make sure your seniors and underclassmen make sure that you register at the Eligibility Center by going to www.eligibilitycenter.org. Once again, your seniors, in, in order to take any official visits, you must be registered for the Eligibility Center. Also, make sure that you're preparing yourself for 
either the SAT or ACT test. Remember to list 9999 for your scores to be sent directly to the eligibility center and 9876 for your scores to be sent to the NAIA eligibility center. Here's a list of the SAT dates for the remainder of this year. We have November 4th and December 2nd for the SAT. Once again, for the SAT, we have November 4th and December 2nd. Now, for the ACT test dates, we only have one date remaining. That is on December 9th. Now, on to tonight's show, we will be doing a series on the recruiting process. Um, it is called Football Recruiting 101 for Parents. Part one, you need information and a plan in early enough to make a difference. College football, uh, one of the uh, star football player told me, no one told me about this, no one told me about that. Attitude, you need a great attitude. No price too high to pay for a good reputation. Intelligence. You got to have great intelligence. Institution, uh, uh, institution for playing the game, high school grades, college uh, interest test scores. That's what you need. NCAA requirements. You become a student prospect. Uh, you become a prospect uh, student athlete once you enter into the ninth grade of class. Keep your options open. What no one tells you in the football recruiting process. Once again, uh, this is part one, recruiting for 101 for parents, part one. What no one tells you about the football recruiting process. First of all, everyone, everybody cannot go to Florida State. There's a limit of scholarships that's offered each year. Uh, the mic that a Division One program can sign in one year on a scholarship is 25 student athletes. So please keep that in mind. I'm going to talk a little bit about football camps, combines, satellite camps, things you need to know before you hit the road. I know that we're in the midst of our current football season, but a couple of things that I need to go over in regards to going to football camps, combines, satellite camps. First of all, uh, I'm going to start off with satellite camps. Satellite camps are where major universities and other schools get together. They come to your particular region and they have a what they call a one-day camp. It's called a satellite camp. Most of the time, these camps are designed for student athletes that is not able to drive or get to their institution uh, to be evaluated by the college coaches. So be very careful when you go to those particular camps. Most of the time with the satellite camps, what I have seen based on my experience, most of these satellite camps are geared towards student athletes that they already have on the recruiting list that they want to get further evaluation on it. So before you go out to all these satellite camps, you will see anywhere between 500 to 1,000 student athletes at these satellite camps. Just be very careful in regards to that. Now, going to camps on particular universities. Uh, one thing I must state, if you do go to these universities and things in regards to the recruiting process, make sure that you have a good contact with the college coaches and things in regards to going to uh, football camps. Because a lot of times football camps is nothing more than uh, a, what we consider a cash cow because most student athletes will go there expecting that they're going to receive a scholarship because they receive a Dear John letter in the mail. 
Uh, so just be very careful in regards to going to these particular football camps. Make sure that you have a solid kind of contact with that particular institution or university uh, before you go to those camps. For us combines, it is good to go to combines that is certified by the NCAA. That way you can find out where you rank within your region. So just be very careful. I always say this here, and I always tell student athletes in regards to the recruiting process, make sure that if you go to a football camp, a senior day, or a junior day, or a satellite camp, or a combine, make sure that it's less than 150 miles from your home. That way you can uh, do not have to have overnight lodging. What no one tells you in the recruiting process, when you do go to these satellite camps, combines, showcases, and things like that, make sure that you're networking. Parents, make sure that you're networking with other parents uh, that may be in attendance. The reason I say that, I use this example all the time, your son may be, and the other parent's son may be a wide receiver. Uh, they may have contact with a university that may be looking for a quarterback. So make sure that you network. Don't assume that you're just going there to watch your son be evaluated. Make sure that you're there networking because you never know who knows who. So a lot of networking. Lies recruits tales during the recruiting process. First of all, please do not make up any scholarship offer, making yourself taller, faster, or better than what you really are. The NCAA has adopted a new freshman eligibility requirements for those college-bound student-athletes that will be graduating from high school starting in 2016, which is already passed. These changes only apply to Division I schools, so these changes include two new sliding scales and several levels of eligibility. I'm going to outline those changes and highly recommend that you begin to prepare yourself for the new requirements and educate your families and your athletic community in regards to these changes. 2016 has already passed, and the ratifications of not having these proper procedures in place could be an embarrassment to you and your school district. Freshman eligibility requirements. Number one, you must graduate from high school. Number two, core courses requirements. 14 core classes for Division II changes to 16. 16 core classes for Division I. You need three years of algebra or higher. Number three, sliding scale for initial eligibility. Core GPA, core grade point average, and SAT scores. And number four, Eligibility Center, you can begin registering as a freshman when you can register for the Eligibility Center, which I stated early in my opening. 2016 new sliding scale. Uh, I go over a couple of these here. I would not uh, go over the entire list just to give you an example. If you have a 4.0 core GPA, the minimum test score that you need on the SAT is 400. Once again, if you have a core GPA, SAT, the minimum score you need is 400. For the ACT, you only need a sum of 37. Now for a 3.5, uh, 
uh, the scale goes down and down. So I would recommend that you get with your guidance counselor in regards to the new NTA for Division One academic scale, what you need, Quirk versus SAT and ACT. Let's say, for example, if you have a 3.5 core GPA, not your overall, your core GPA, the minimum test score you need on the SAT is 600 in order to play Division One football. And you would need a 50 for a sum of ACT. The new sliding scale, it used to be 2.0. Now the minimum to play Division One football, the minimum you need a 2.30 core GPA and an SAT of 1080. Once again, the minimum core GPA to play Division One football, you need a 2.30 or 1080 or sum of 93. Anyone that has a 2.5 core GPA, the minimum test score, you're going to need 1,000. Let's say if you have a 3.9 or, uh, I mean, a 3.0 GPA, the minimum test score you're going to need is 800, a sum of 66 for the ACT. 2.90 is an 840 for SAT and a sum of 70. Once again, I would highly recommend that you give what you got in counselor to get the new scale. Here's some of the new rule changes in regards to Division One. It's only applied to Division One uh, bound student athletes. Freshman eligibility requirements. There are three possibilities for academic outcome. Number one, you can be a full qualified scholarship, practice the first year, and compete. Number two, academic red shirt. Scholarship the first year, practice in the first regular semester or quarter. And number three, I can tell you right now, I don't even know why they put this on the list, but I go over anyway, a non-qualified, no scholarship, no practice, no competition the first year. Here's the breakdown. Once again, we're, uh, this is phase one, part one of football recruiting 101 for parents. Division one freshman eligibility requirements. Summary of changes before qualifier. Of the 10 core courses completed before your senior year, seven, Seven of the core classes must be in the area of English, math, or science. These 10 core courses become locked in for the purpose of calculating your GPA, your core GPA calculation. A repeat of one of the locked-in courses will not be used if you take it after your senior year begins. Let me go over that once again. Of the 10 core courses completed before your senior year, seven must be in the area of English, math, or science. Those 10 core courses become locked in for the purpose of core GPA calculation. A repeat of one of the locked-in courses will not be used if you take it after your senior year begins. What that means if you have a class that you did not do good in, for example, in English, and you go back to try to take that class over after your senior year begun, that would not be used in your uh, calculation of your core GPA. 
those courses become locked once your first day of your senior year in high school. Number Division One Academic Red Shirt Guidelines. If you are a college-bound student athlete, meet all the full requirements, but only meet the academic red shirt sliding scale during his first year at a Division One program or university and can practice his first term or first quarter, but cannot compete. I mean that you're on the team, you have a scholarship, but you cannot play in any games. After your first semester or quarter is completed, in order to continue to practice the rest of the year, the student athlete must be academically successful at a college level. That means after your first quarter or first semester in college, they would go back and evaluate your transcript if you meet the requirements in order to continue uh, playing the football, the sports that you really love, you must be a student first and an athlete second. You must meet all the requirements. Now, for the non-qualified status, I will go over that. If you're a college-bound student athlete that does not meet either the set requirements, he becomes a non-qualified. Pretty much a non-qualified cannot receive a scholarship during the first year at the NCAA Division I College or University, cannot practice, or compete during the first year at a Division I school. That means that you're just a regular student on campus, pretty much in a nutshell. To, to, to bring everything into a nutshell, here's the changes of the uh, full qualifier. You must have a minimum core GPA of 2.30 to be required, a change in the GPA, test scores index, sliding scale, and 10 courses in either English, math, or science are required before beginning your senior year. Once again, let me just go over this once again, where we're very clear so your parents do not be upset in regards to the new rules changes that are in place. Once again, the minimum GPA core Minimum core courses GPA is 2.30 is required. Change in a GPA test score index or sliding scale and 10 core courses in either English, math, or science are required to be done before your senior year begins. Now, moving on. There's other divisions besides Division I football. I'm going to cover the, the other divisions uh, tonight. Once again, we're talking football recruiting 101 for parents, part one. For Division II requirements, here's the rules for Division II in order to play Division II football. Complete 16 core courses, three years of English, Two years of math, algebra one or higher. Two years of science, including one year in lab science, if your high school offers it. Three additional years of English, math, science. Two years of social science. Four additional years of English, math, 
or science, social science, foreign language, of a competitive religion or philosophy, and earn at least a 2.0 GPA in your core courses. Also, earn a SAT combined score of 820 or ACT SOM score of 68. That is for Division II requirements. Once again, you need 16 core courses, three years of English, two years of math, Algebra one or higher, two years of science, including one year of lab science, if your high school offers three additional years in English, math, or science, two years of social science, four additional years of English, math, or science, or social science, foreign language, or a competitive religion or philosophy and earn at least a 2.0 GPA in your core courses. Earn a SAT combined score of 820 or ACT SOM score 68. And pretty much what it's saying, you need a minimum of a 2.0 and an 820 in order to play Division II football. Number three, Division III requirements. Division three requirements. If you're going to compete at a Division three level, you do not need to register with the NCAA Eligibility Center. The NCAA has no academic requirements for Division three athletes. Each university set their own academic standards for student athletes and financial aid. It is best that you contact the coaches at these Division three schools you are interested in and get the standard form from them. Once again, there's no Division three requirement. If you go on Division three, it does not make sense for you to register with the NCAA Eligibility Center. Here's a division a lot of parents are not aware of, and this is a great program. It is called NAIA Requirements. I mean, NAIA Division. Here are their requirements for NAIA requirements. A minimum score of 18 on the ACT or 860 on the SAT. An overall high school GPA, overall, not core, overall GPA of a 2.0 on a scale of 4.0. Graduate in the upper half of the student-athlete high school graduation class. In order to play NAIA football, you must, you must meet two out of the three above requirements. Once again, for NAIA, here's the minimum score of an 18. You need a minimum score of an 18 on the SAT. I mean, you need a minimum score of 18 on the ACT or 860 on the SAT. An overall high school, overall, not core, you just need an overall GPA of a 2.0 or higher on a scale of 4.0. Graduate in the upper half of the student athlete high school graduation class. Those are the three requirements. But 
you must meet two out of the three above requirements. So, in other words, you need an 18 on the ACT and a 2.0, you're eligible to play NAIA football. You see how easy that is for all your parents that's listening to student-athletes? We're going to stop here tonight in regards to uh, football recruiting 101 for parents. I hope you got some great information. I would highly recommend that you go back and re-listen to this podcast um, to get more information. I know I went over a lot of information in regards to just laying the foundation in regards to um, the football recruiting process 101 for parents, part one. Don't forget to like us on and follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Diamond in the Rough Football Recruiting. Follow us on all social medias at D-I-C-R-F-R. Also, please download and don't forget to download our program on uh, iTunes at Diamond Show. Also, refer the show to a friend or family or another teammate. And also to share this program with other parents and things that may be going through the recruiting process. If you have any general questions or suggested for show topics, please give us a call at 866-259-8271, extension 11. Once again, that number is 866-259-8271, extension 11. Thank you for taking the time out to to join us uh, on this show tonight. We know that you're very busy. We appreciate your time. Please join us on next Wednesday night at 6.30. We'll be having part two, football recruiting one-on-one for parents. We will be having part two. We'll be getting into more detail in regards to height, weight, and what college coaches are looking for um, in our next segment. Please join us on next Wednesday night. Everyone have a great night, and I look forward to um, you guys joining us on the show on next Wednesday night. Thank you, and have a great night. (laughs) 